What's up, everybody? This is the Master Passive Income Podcast. My name is Dustin Heiner. And for those of you who don't know, the Master Passive Income Podcast, we talk all about real estate rental properties and how you can invest in rental properties, make money every single month, put in your pocket, and live the dream life because you don't have to work a job. Now, I'm going to be talking all about how being frugal can actually help you to make more money and become a millionaire. Now, I'm actually a millionaire a couple of times over. Praise the Lord, it's great. Now, I became a millionaire even faster because I was frugal. Now, I didn't always start frugal. I started not being frugal, not not saving money, spending money. My wife has really helped me since then, but now my frugality actually helps me to make even more money. And I'm going to get into all that today and the mindset, the philosophy and practical steps and how being frugal can actually be costing you money. All right, guys, now let's get into the show where we talk all about how being frugal can help you become a millionaire as well as become a millionaire even faster than you normally would. All right, guys, get in there, start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about all aspects of real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. All right, guys, so let's get started in today's show. If you were with me last week, I was explaining how I am currently figuring out where I'm going to move to Idaho or someplace else because I live in Phoenix. I was originally from California and I literally can move anywhere I want because I don't need a job. Isn't that fantastic? Like, you know, most people are saying, I can't move out of the state, even though I might hate the state, I might hate the city or whatever. I'm not going to move because I have a job and I don't have a job where I'm going. Well, I don't have to do that. I literally make money while I sleep, while I travel, wherever I live, I make money because I have other people doing the work for me. Now, if you want to learn about real estate, rental property, investing, I want to give you a free course. Really quickly, go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. It's going to show you everything on how you can get started investing in real estate, give you all the benefits, give you how to do it, even show you how to do it with no and low money down. So go get your course, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Now I am currently in Utah, Utah, Salt Lake City. It's beautiful here. I actually have family here, which is terrific. Um, So I get to see everybody here, but I'm also enjoying all the sights and I'm traveling while my properties are making me money. Now, eventually we're going to move up to Idaho, or at least that's the plan. Lord willing, we'll actually do that. But right now we're still in Phoenix, but we're on a a two week vacation where we're just going to go check out different places in Idaho and see which city we actually want to live in. As soon as we find a place that says this is a good place, like right now, Idaho Falls might be a really, really good place. But before we actually pick there, I'm probably going to maybe this time next year, take my family and actually rent a an Airbnb or something where I'm going to stay there for two months and see if I actually like living there. And if I don't like living there, I actually move right back to my old house, but live there for two months just to see what it's like, you know, find churches that we would want to go to meet some people, do some homeschooling groups and, you know, go work out at a CrossFit gym or something like that. So just getting the feel of it. But the beautiful thing is I don't need a job. And so I'm able to do that. And while we're here, I'm going to be looking at potential rental 
properties as well, all the way up from Phoenix, all the way to, to Utah, and then into Idaho. If I see any rental properties that could potentially be a good one, I'm going to check them out. Now, at the same time, if you remember last week's podcast episode where I talked about the top 15 de- tax deductions that you can do for your real estate business, well, one of them is travel. And as I'm traveling, trying to build my business, these expenses that I'm go- incurring along the way will also be a write-off. Now, I give it to my accountant. He takes care of everything. Now, not everything like, you know, uh, food for my kids. That's not a write-off. But everything for, you know, um, for where I'm staying. I'm looking for properties. Well, I have to sleep somewhere. And so my kids are in the same room. It doesn't matter how many people are in the room, but I have to I have to stay there. So I'm able to write off in taxes a good amount of this trip because I am building my business at the same time. Now, this brings me to what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. Now, this mindset of being frugal as opposed to, I don't know what the contrary would be, like a spender, you know, like a bit spender or something like that. But the, the mindset of being frugal is actually something that I had to learn. I was never really taught to save money, be ready for, you know, not living paycheck to paycheck. I was told if, if and when you do get credit cards, make sure you just don't have a balance because you're, if you have a balance, you're going to pay an interest. So that was at least one great thing that my parents taught me. Now, what I did was I lived paycheck to paycheck. I had a J-O-B or a job. J-O-B actually stands for just over broke. If you could think of that acronym, it actually applies. If you have a job, your your boss is basically paying you just enough to keep you working and not make you want to quit so that they can make their own profit, but at the same time, keep the business running. So with a job, it's J-O-B or just over broke. I got tired of doing that. Now, when I got married, God bless my wife. She's fantastic. I'm so blessed to have such a great, great helpmate. Now, what's great about her, among many, many things, is that she is extremely frugal. I mean, like extremely frugal. Like uh, She calls me up and says, hey, honey, this thing's like $1.50. What do you think? Should I buy it? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. Go ahead and buy it. You know, she doesn't really ask for my permission, but she's just like, well, anyways, it's hard for her to spend money on herself. And even when she does spend money, she's really trying to cut back on anything that she spends. And so she's fantastic at being frugal. I absolutely love that. I was the opposite where I lived paycheck to paycheck. I had a couple thousand dollars in credit card debt, like literally maybe two or three, but I paid it off every single month. And so I never had any savings saved up. And so when we got married, we used the money we got from our wedding and she had a little bit of savings as well as her parents gave her some money, which was great. And I bought my first rental property. Now in doing that, my wife really helped me to realize that being frugal was the best way to go. Being frugal, not being stingy, not being, you know, like a tightwad, but being frugal, being wise with your money. Now, since then, you know, 13 years later of being married and 13 years of being frugal, now it's it's a part of me where I can't help but be frugal. But at the same time, there's some frugal things that I'm going to show you that the millionaires do. Like I'm literally a millionaire a couple times over. Praise the Lord. It's fantastic. I'm a steward of God's things that he's blessed me with. Now, with being a steward of that, I also realize like this is not my money. This is God's money or this is God's properties and all that sort of stuff. And so I need to manage it well. I need to make sure that who I'm managing it for is happy. And so everything that I buy, everything that I I do, I have through a lens of being frugal. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. How I became a millionaire by being frugal, but then at the same time, implementing things that the rich do. Rich people can be frugal too. There's not, they're not all, you know, just everybody buying million dollar, um, you know, uh, airplanes and car, fancy cars and big um, yachts and mansions and things like that. Millionaires don't all do that. I mean, there are some, obviously there are some, cause that's some people do that, but you would not know that I'm a millionaire. My neighbors don't know, but 
I live in a 1,250 square foot house. I mean, can you believe that? That's And we have four kids, my wife and four kids. We live in a 1,250 square foot house and we make it work. Obviously, they're smaller kids. You know, they're, you know, 10 and younger. But, um, you know, as they get a little older, they might need more room and we'll eventually move. And the reason why we are here is because I already had this rental property. It's in Phoenix. We lived in California and I thought, you know what? We want to move to Phoenix to be closer to my in-laws. So we sold our house and we sold it because we made a ton of money on it. Praise the Lord. It was fantastic to be able to do that and sold the house. And then from there, we went and moved into one of our rentals in Phoenix. It was already rented. And then we, well, we owned it. It was already rented. And then the tenants were moving out and we said, Hey, this is a great time to move into one of our rentals. We moved our rental and we know it's not going to be our permanent spot. In fact, that's why we're going to Idaho to look for, you know, a lot of land, maybe 50, 60, hundred acres, something like that, as well as, you know, a good sized property, nothing too big. Cause I don't want to have that much a headache of cleaning and mowing and all that sort of stuff. I just want a lot of land that, you know, like forests and stuff like that. So you wouldn't look at me. My neighbors wouldn't look at me and say, Hey, this guy's a millionaire, but you know, praise the Lord. I am now. What I want to talk to you first about, and there are a few different areas of being frugal, and I'll quickly go through them that I'm going to share with you today. Number one is the frugal philosophy of a millionaire and how millionaires think in being frugal. The next thing I want to talk to you about is how being frugal can actually lose you money. It's almost crazy to think that being frugal can actually lose you money because, you know, being frugal, you're trying to save money. Well, it actually can cost you money. We're going to talk about that as well. And also another one, how being frugal can make you more money and make you wealthy and a millionaire even faster. So I'm going to give you practical tips as a millionaire, what I look for in being frugal. Now, here's the uh, big caveat that I want to say about all things being frugal. What is right for me may not be right for you. What I like to save money on, you might not, not like to. What I can save money on, you can't. And so what applies well for me in actual practice might not work for you. And what works for you might not work for me. But the principles are the things that I want you to walk away with. Things like about your time versus money, things like that, that we're going to go through. So as I just said, the caveat is what works for me may not work for you. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. If you think, oh, well, he pays somebody to mow his lawn. Well, I pay somebody to mow my lawn because I can make more money rather than, you know, mowing my lawn. It costs me so much more in lost revenue. Anyways, we'll get into that. So I want you to be thinking about how you, as an investor, as someone could potentially be a millionaire, or will potentially be a millionaire, how you can be frugal and at the same time help you to become even more wealthy and become a millionaire. Okay, so the frugality of and philosophy of a millionaire. The first thing I want to give you is that you need to pay yourself first. I've said this a few other times on the podcast that you need to pay yourself first. So if you have a job or even if you are having, you have rental properties like I do, I still pay myself first where I save money and I save money for future investing. Now you think, well, why would you pay yourself first? Don't I, when I get a paycheck, I'm paying myself, right? No, you already have like your cell phone bill, your, your rent, your insurance, your car payment, your gas, your food, like your money is already spent. You just don't have it coming out of your pocket yet. You already know that in the next month, it's going to be spent. And so hopefully you are going to be paying yourself worse first, where you actually say 10% of my money that I'm bringing in. I'm going to put it away for future investing, not future purchasing of, you know, big screen TVs, but future investing. So those things make you even more money. That's what you want to do. So pay yourself first, make sure 10% goes into your pocket for future investing. 
Another frugal philosophy of a millionaire is to live below your means. Now, I can go out and buy a, a huge, you know, 3,500 square foot, 5,000 square foot house. I absolutely could do that, but I don't need it. And at the same time, a 500,000, or sorry, a 5,000 square foot house is huge. I got to do a lot of cleaning or hire a lot of maids. And so I don't do that. So eventually we'll get a, a um, big plot of land like I told you about, but right now I don't. I have a 1,250 square foot house and I live below my means. Another thing is I still drive my 2007 Honda Odyssey. I did buy a brand new you know, SUV expedition, great, great for my wife and everything. And I'll tell you how I make money from buying my car. I'll tell you that in just a, in a few minutes. But um, so I live below my means. I don't overspend. I still be- live below my means and you can too. Another big one, a philosophy of a millionaire is to always consider your time, how much your time is worth. Now, an easy way to say is, or help you to understand, if you make $20 an hour at whatever job you're working, if it takes you an hour to save $5, is that really worth your time? And so if it costs you an hour to save you $5, when you should normally be working an hour and getting paid $20, just think about how much time is taken up for that savings. Now that might be, which I agree, $5, saving $5 is fantastic. Like just recently, I needed a notary to sign papers and I thought it was gonna be $2. And I, my bank was gonna be free, but I went to this other place because it was $2 because it'd be faster and I was right there. But I went there and they said, hey, it's gonna be $10. I literally sat there for like a minute thinking, is it worth my time to wait and go back another day and get it for free? Or should I pay $10 right now? Well, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to spend $10 right now. I'm a millionaire. <laughs> I'm not going to spend that $10 right now out of principle. I thought it was two. They just recently upped it. I was like, okay, I'm leaving. I could come back to my bank a little bit later. So that $8, even if it's going to take me you know, um, uh, 15 minutes to go into the bank, it's more of a principle. I like saving money. So that was easy for me to say, I'm going to, it's going to save me $10, sorry. So it's $0 at my bank to get a notary. It's $10 at this other place. It's going to save me 10 bucks. I'm like, eh, that's worth it. I'm going to do it. So I left so that I can save $10. You might be at a place where, you know what? Just pay the $10. It's going to, I can make so much more money doing something else. It, but just, that was how I viewed it. So consider your time. You want to be frugal on things that save you money, but not sacrifice time. Sacrifice time meaning, you know, if you can make $50 an hour by working a job, instead of doing that, you're working or you're you're using that hour to then save you $10 or $5. You're using a tiny hour. I mean, you're losing $40. If you think about that, you always consider your time on being frugal. I'll give you a quick example. If you're cutting coupons, if you're cutting coupons, if it takes you three hours to do all the coupons, but it saves you $5, is that really worth your time? It might be. I'm not saying it's not. It's just, I want you to consider that. This is what millionaires do. They consider all these possibilities. Another thing, the frugal philosophy of a millionaire is we buy assets, not liabilities. Now, I'll give you an example of what an asset is. An asset is not your home that you live in. You know, your bank will tell you it's an asset, but it's actually not. It's a liability. Liabilities take money out of your pocket. Assets put money into your pocket. If you buy a brand new car, is that an asset or is that a liability? And now that new car is for you and you're driving it around yourself, then that's a liability because it's not making you money. But if it's a rental car, then it's an asset because it's making you money. Hopefully you're getting that and you're understanding that. Now, what's really interesting 
is that if you buy assets as opposed to liabilities, you will have both the asset and liabilities at the same time. Let me give you an example. And I, I think I talked about this about two or three shows ago. So let's say I want to buy a car. I'll, I'll give you practical. I just did this. So um, in January, I bought a car and I had the cash to buy a car just completely, just put cash down and buy the car. Well, instead, I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to get a loan for that car. I'm going to pay, what, 4%, 4.5%, 5%, something like that, and get a loan for that car, make that loan payment every single month. But here's what I'm going to do. That cash that I was going to use to buy that car outright, I'm going to turn around and buy a rental property that makes me money. So it's basically like I'm getting a loan from myself for buying a property, and I'm using that loan from myself All that money that I make from the rent coming in will then pay off that car. So after the car's paid off by my tenant, (laughs) hope you caught that, the tenant's paying off my new car, that mortgage, or sorry, that that note on that car. The tenant's paying for that car. And once that car's paid off, I have the car and I have the rental property at the exact same time. And year after year, I will be making money and I still own the car. So the millionaire's, Their frugal philosophies, they buy assets, not liabilities. Another one is we spend money on experiences, not things. Now, obviously, we do buy things that we like, but millionaires, they're frugal by doing things that, you know, help enrich their lives, enrich their families, teaching their families and things like that. Now, you absolutely can buy things. I'm not saying don't buy things. Rich people put an emphasis on more experiences, more being with their family as opposed to things. This is the frugal millionaires, things like that. Another thing I want to share with you guys, a philosophy of millionaire, um, of frugal millionaires is we teach our children to be wealthy as well. Now, let me give you an example of what we do with all of our children. And they, we've done this from since birth. So every bit of money that comes in from birthdays to, you know, if they work in the yard and we pay them money or, you know, whatever, Christmas, whatever, whatever bit of money that comes in. We have them learn how to save. I was never taught how to save, but I may have grinding it into them. So let's say they make $10 on a birthday from grandparents. So half of it, $5, goes into savings. Like literally they have to save half of their money. Now, hopefully that translates into the future when they they have a job and they're making $400 a paycheck. $200 goes into savings. Isn't that a lot of money in savings? Half of it goes in savings. What if they're making $2,000 a paycheck? $1,000 going into savings and they're living just off that thousand. So that's what I'm teaching them. The second thing, 50% goes to savings, 20%. The second thing is that 20% goes to mommy to pay for responsibilities like lighting the house, food, the mortgage, the bed sheets. Like just because we're a family, we all pitch in. So it teaches them responsibility. Another thing is I give them 20%, like the 20% of the, whatever they make is able for them or ability for them to spend. They could spend that money any way they want that 20%. So $2, you know, they can go to the dollar store, buy two things, or they can, you know, take it to the candy shop or whatever it might. But anyways, 20% goes to what they can spend it on. The last 10%, well, it's not necessarily the last because we always take it off the top. We always teach them 10% goes to God. So 10% of everything. So $1 goes to God. And I've even been blessed where my kids, that 20% that they are out able to spend, they'll give like the rest of the $2, they'll give it to God, or they'll give one to God and give one to mommy or put it all in savings or something like that. So they're like, you know, I don't really need to spend money. So let me go ahead and put it in my savings or put it someplace else. So we teach our children how to be wealthy. Next up, after frugal philosophy of a millionaire, I want to show you how with being a millionaire, being frugal can actually lose you money. It can cost you money over 
time. And the first part of that is the opportunity cost. Like what other opportunities are you foregoing or putting off or not doing by being frugal? Like, let me give you an example. If I, being a millionaire, and remember, all this is talking about like a millionaire's perspective. And so you'll get there one day and you'll have plenty of money and you'll have to be thinking of these things. Easily, if I'm not a millionaire, Mowing my own yard is absolutely a great way to save money. Being frugal, not paying somebody else to do it. But being a millionaire, I make so much more money if I'm buying rental properties, if I'm building my business as opposed to mowing my yard or mowing one of my rental properties yards. That, like, I don't make money doing that. I'm saving money. It's, money's not coming out. But let me give you an example. Let's say that in one month, I spend $80, you know, $20 a week to have somebody clean my yard and do my yard. Well, it's $80. Well, I'm thinking, how long is it going to take me each week? It's probably going to take me one to maybe two hours. Let's just round up two hours to do front and backyard to really clean up everything make sure everything looks good. So every week, and that's four weeks out of the month, that is eight hours of my life per month that I'm spending working in my yard. Now that's $10 an hour. Like I'm literally paying another person $10 an hour to come and do my yard for me. Now, if I were to take those eight hours, it literally takes me three hours to buy one rental property. Isn't that crazy? So from beginning to end to where I turn it over to my property manager, it takes me three hours. Then my property manager does the rest of the work and I make money. So in those eight hours of mowing my yard in one in one month, let's say I added one extra hour and I put nine hours total. I could buy potentially three different properties with that nine hours and make money hand over fist every single month for the rest of my life until I sell that property. So instead of mowing my yard and saving myself $80, I can make thousands and thousands of dollars from my properties if I bought three different properties. Hopefully that makes sense. So the opportunity cost. So what can I do with my time and do with my my money as opposed to spending my time doing something that I could pay somebody else. I know I'm getting convoluted, but hopefully you're understanding. So being frugal can lose your money if you are not spending your time wisely. So here's a few examples, like doing yard work. You could pay somebody else to do that. Installing ceiling lights. Like in my house, I literally want to install recessed lighting or can lights in the ceiling. I could absolutely do that, but I found somebody that's going to do it for a hundred bucks. And I'm like, a hundred bucks? That's going to save me three hours? Absolutely. You go ahead and do it. I'll pay you a hundred bucks right away. Um, so buying rental properties takes me three hours, but you know, when I'm looking Looking at how much money I make versus how much money I save, it doesn't pay off because I'm wealthy because I make money. I'd rather be working on my business than in my business. Here's another way that being frugal can actually lose you money. Not performing maintenance and care on things that can actually break down. Like I'll give you a practical example that you would easily um, gravitate towards. Let's say your car. If you put off doing maintenance things that's gonna cost you a little bit of money, like let's say you get to 100,000 miles, you're supposed to do X, Y, and Z. You're not supposed to tune up things and do do things like that. It'll cost you maybe 800 bucks or $1,000. Well, if you forego that, after 100,000 miles, if you don't spend that $1,000 to do the tune-up, maybe at 120, 130,000 miles, it actually breaks down and you're gonna be spending $5,000 because you don't fix the timing belt or something like that. So not performing the maintenance. And even, let's say in your rental property, let's say you have a leak in a faucet and it's just dripping. You're like, oh, it's not that bad. Well, if you don't fix it right away, what would cost you like 
$25 or $30 to have a handyman go out there and fix, it'll cost you, I don't know, $1,000, $2,000 if the water breaks and it actually floods the house. I mean, it can get worse. And so not performing maintenance and taking care of things in time before they become potential huge problems, like a a roof, (laughs) like a big example. Let's say you have a hole leaking in your roof. If you don't take care of that right away, it's going to make it even worse because the drywall and the ceiling is going to get uh, ruined. The the carpet's going to get ruined, the furniture, all that sort of stuff. So you want to take care of things before they become bigger problems. Another way that being frugal can lose you money is know the difference between the value and price. Now, you want to buy for longevity, not just the lowest price. Now, I'll give you an example. I bought a microwave and it makes a loud noise. Now, it was one of the cheapest ones. It was a Samsung. And for some reason, it after about six months, it started to make this loud noise. It still works fine. It's just really loud. I'm not sure why, but it was the cheapest one I bought. Maybe if I would have bought a better one, it would not be making that noise and it would last longer. At least that's that, you know, they put more effort into products when you pay more money for them because they actually put more time and, you know, the products are products are better and things like that. Now, here's another one I talked about earlier. Couponing, you know, using your time to actually cut coupons, how much money you save cutting and using coupons better be more than you can make per hour doing anything else. Like if you're driving for Uber, if it takes you, you know, two hours to to do all the coupons and it saves you $15, what if you go and drive for Uber for two hours? You'll make a lot more than $15. So being frugal can actually lose you money. Now I want to show you how actually being frugal can make you even more money. Now the end goal for the rich person and the millionaire for being frugal is to have more money to invest. The more money that I have in my pocket to invest, the easier it is to buy properties and the faster it is I can buy property. Now, every penny I save is another penny to buy another rental property. And every new rental property brings me in at least $250 or more every single month in passive income. And so again, the end goal of frugality for a millionaire is to have more money to invest. That's the end, absolute end all goal. Now, here's a big thing that I want to show you that you can make more money and save more money to buy more properties is by negotiating everything and never pay full price. Never pay full price for anything. And I always negotiate everything. My wife absolutely hates negotiating, but I absolutely love it. It's something I love to do. And at the same time, it's more of like a game. It's it's just fun. And so my business makes more money when I negotiate and bring down the price of things that I buy. So anything from like $10, saving $10 to saving $100,000. And a big part of negotiating is being willing to walk away. If you're negotiating on something, like let's say a rental property, you see a really good rental property that you want to buy, but the the seller's not negotiating the price down enough for you to actually make money and make $250 a month. And I have a podcast show where I talk all about negotiating everything in this business And you can find that podcast by going to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash zero one four. That's my 14th podcast episode where I talk all about negotiating everything in this business. Now, another big thing that you can be frugal to make more money is by using other people's money to make you more money, using other people's money to buy things that make you money. So as little money that comes out of my pocket, for as much money that comes into my pocket is how I invest. So if I can buy a house for $5,000 and make $300 a month in passive income, I'm gonna do that, as opposed to buying a $100,000 house out of my pocket and only making $300 a month. And the reason why I do that, or how I'm able to do that, is if I get a loan. If I get a loan, I pay $5,000 down, 
and I get a loan and my tenants are paying off that loan. They're paying all the expenses. And after everything's paid off, I still make $300 a month or $250 a month. I'm using other people's money so that I can be frugal with my money and use other people's money. And the biggest, greatest thing is that my tenants are paying off the balance of that loan. It's fantastic by using other people's money. So I'm using the bank's money to buy the property and then I'm using the tenant's money to pay off the loan for the property. It's fantastic. So you wanna be frugal to make more money and the end goal is so that you have more money to invest. Now, let me give you some practical tips on being frugal as a millionaire. Now, there are some really easy things like I still shop at Walmart. I absolutely do. Um, you can make food at home as opposed to going out. You drive older vehicles. Like I said, I still drive my 2007 Honda Odyssey. I even cut my kid's hair. I actually enjoy cutting my kid's hair. It's rather fun for me. I even cut my own hair. Now, you might not like that. You might hate cutting hair. You might hate cutting yourself, your own hair. You can't cut your own hair you need to pay somebody else, which is totally fine. This, I'm just giving you examples of what I do. Like my wife loves to knit. So she knits beanies for people. Like all of our kids have like eight beanies and so she just keeps knitting them. But um, scarves or, you know, presents, blankets, things like that. She loves to do it. Now it takes time, but at the same time, it, she really enjoys it. That's how she unwinds and she's saving money. And another thing is I actually still mow my own lawn. Now here's the thing. I live in Phoenix. My lawn is literally like, it takes me more time to pull out the lawnmower as opposed to actually mowing the lawn. And so it's super, super easy. There's rocks everywhere. It's just a desert. So nothing really grows. So there's very little to do. Now, when I get my big plot of land, I'm probably going to get um, some people to take care of the lawn because the lawn and maintenance of all that sort of stuff, because it's going to be way too much. I'd rather be making money as opposed to saving money by doing the work. Also, the rich also really love to research prices. I love seeing if I could find a better price anywhere. Like I go to Amazon first and eBay. Those are the first two places I go to look for things if I want to buy something. And then I go looking everywhere else. I search everywhere. You know, I don't necessarily drive everywhere. I'll call places and I'll look online. And we're at such a great age with technology. It's so easy to find better prices. All right. Also, managing expenses. You want to manage your expenses well so that you're not putting so much money out. Like I'll give you an example. Now let's say you have a cable bill where you have, you know, TV, you get all the all the channels, you get HBO, you get ESPN, you get the NFL package. Well, I mean, do you really need to watch that much TV? In my opinion, now this is just me. I'm not saying you should do this, but I'm trying to help you out thinking how I think. I don't spend money on TV and the big reason why is all that time I spend watching TV, I realize how much I'm not making in money. Like I'm not building my business. I'm not buying that next property. So when I watch TV, it distracts me or takes me away from the money making business. And it gets me into just watching TV. They call it the boob tube for a reason. You sit, <laughs> sit behind it and you don't do anything. So manage your expenses. So maybe you can cut out some of your TV or like get rid of certain parts of the TV or just go to like, you know, um, Netflix or something like that. There are so many examples that I could possibly give you from your cell phone bills to basically any bill, like pull out your credit card or your checking account, see where all your money goes every single month and figure out if you can cut that expense. Now, the only reason to cut expense, like I'm not saying stop drinking Starbucks. If you love Starbucks, keep doing that. The only reason why we want to cut expenses is so we have more money in our pocket to invest. And eventually you'll have so much money coming in from your properties that you'll be able to spend on those things like go to Starbucks every day or eight times a day or whatever you want because you have money coming in. But as we're building the business, we need to cut our expenses so that we have more money to invest. Another one is I always ask for lower interest rates. I always ask for discounts. I always ask for ways to, you know, lower how much money comes in my pocket. Even places like Walmart and Home Goods 
or you know any place like that, even Costco. I just ask, hey, this is you know a little dinged up. Can you guys come down on the price? If they say no, they say no. Oh well, it's it's a bummer, but I would rather have them say yes. So I'll give you an example. I went to a store called Home Goods recently, and they sell a bunch of different things, you know, for the house and stuff like that. And I want to get something for my business, like a, a little piece of furniture. And I went in there, and this drawer actually was falling off. Like I could tell, I I could fix it, but I, as I was looking at it, hey, it's broken. I didn't fix it then and there. I took it up to the manager. I said, hey, would you be able to come down on the price? That's all I said. I said, no, it's broken. Can you come down on the price? And they took like $70 off. They were asking like 180. They went down to um, 110. I was like, deal. I, you know, 70 bucks saved me $70. I took it home, fixed it with one screw and it's good. It's almost as good as new. And so it saved me $70 because I asked. So here's the key words that I want to give you. All you need to say, if you're nervous about negotiating is, can you come down on the price? Is there anything you could do on the price? Something like that. Just, just ask, just force those words to come out of your mouth. Can you do anything for me on the price? If you do that, it's going to do great wonders in lowering the money coming out of your pocket to buy things. Well, now this has been the show where we talk all about a frugal millionaire. Now, I am proud to say that I am very, very frugal. My wife has gotten me to see that being frugal is fantastic. I love it. Now, other people may not, but I love it. I make so much more money by being frugal. And this is how I became a millionaire by being frugal because I save money by being frugal, put it in my pocket so that I could then buy properties that make me even more money. All right, guys, get out there and get that free real estate investing course, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. And if you want to see the show notes, you can see step-by-step all the things that I talked about today, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash zero five zero. It's the 50th podcast episode. Oh, wow. Has it been 50 podcasts already? I guess it has. Thank you for being here with me. You guys are fantastic. I really appreciate it. If you got anything out of this, you know, if you liked it at all, would you please share it with just one person? I really appreciate it. All right, guys, you take care of yourselves. Get out there, be frugal so you can become a millionaire, start buying properties, and change your life forever. Okay, we'll see ya. Okay.